Okay. We're live. All right. A- Amen. <laughs> Never. I didn't think we was going to make it today. Me so. neither. Hey, welcome. Um, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Pre-Internet Friends Podcast. This is a conversation shaped by being savvy enough to deal with the world today, but old enough to remember the world before the internet. This podcast is a his and hers take on the world as it is, not as it should be. I am your host, the mostly right, sometimes less right, usually on his square, fresh out the chair, Mr. J. Nicholas. This is my co-host, everyone's favorite everything the melanated one the crypto conqueror the i'm not late until the <laughs> the late bell rings miss nicole shanique how are you feeling tonight queen i am good how are you uh you know what i can't complain i'm very excited uh it's a lot happening uh, yes so uh i want to start with Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, they're having this boxing match tonight. And you know, I just found out about this this morning. Wait, what? Oh my gosh. I, you like, know, you I don't say, know about sports. When you say things like that, it makes me question, like, what are you doing with your life that you are not tuned in? So how about is, you ask me what I've been doing since the last time you saw me? Let's well, start, actually, let's, let's the start there. Every episode. No, you asked me how I'm doing. How are you doing? And I actually at the end of, hold on, hold on. I actually at the end of every episode, what are you going to be getting into for the week? So you can lay out your itinerary. Okay. And did I not tell you on Thursday what I was getting into when you came over here and I graciously gave you two plates and dessert? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. So let, let's, let's get right into Thanksgiving recap. So mm-hmm. firstly, yes, let's thank do you. that. Uh, thank you for for Thanksgiving. Um, I you what you did, you allowed me to stay in New Jersey. Um, I was able to stop by, um, and you know, at your your luxury condo, and you apartment building. <laughs> you luxury, enough. but apartment. These are rentals. <laughs> I don't own this. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I was at the apartment. Uh, gracious. That's uh, gracious enough to allow me to uh, get a, a man size to go plate, which had to be put on two separate plates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually I meant to call you your mother, but it was too late um, when I left Thursday and I and I forgot to do it yesterday. So I need to just do it tomorrow. because I feel away about calling it after nine o'clock. But um, yeah, so I got back to the house. You know, I was eating it. And I started to pick up my phone because, you know, to give you that feedback. But we actually joked about, you know, me giving you feedback on the on the pod. Yes. So um, now is that time. Now is that time. So I was eating it. And for the listeners, um, it was a turkey list Thanksgiving. um, Mm -hmm. And you did uh, it was barbecue chicken and baked chicken. Right. Uh, You did mixed vegetables, Mm -hmm. uh, macaroni and cheese. Yep. Um, your, your mother did some ribs. Yes. Um, and there was cornbread. Yes. And, and the um, macaroni and cheese that I made. Yep. Yeah. Um, so everything every, and the stuffing, there was some mm-hmm. stuffing as well. Yep. So everything was good. But as I was eating it, I couldn't help but feel like something was was off, right? And I was eating it and I couldn't put my finger on it until... I had maybe a quarter left of the food that you 
you know, I was sent with. And I realized what was lacking. What? You completely, completely missed the mark, dropped the ball on not having candied yams with uh, your macaroni and cheese. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's not about where the yams were because I I, I wanted the yams, but as you know, my uh, partner, he's not a fan. And because it's just the two of us, I was like, I don't want to make it. And then it goes to waste and all of that. So I, I will take that under advisement for uh, next year. On, on behalf of every black man in America, we always want the yams. That's a, a double that, entendre. That's, yeah, no, I, I, I'm here with you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. No, I need the yams. Give me the yams. <laughs> so, I, yeah, and like I said, it wasn't until I was about 75% done before I'm like, that's what it is. Like I'm like something is off. And the lasagna, there was lasagna as well. The lasagna, yes, was good. everything was good. It tastes like it was made with love. Um, and in all seriousness, I do appreciate you uh, you stepping up like that because um, it's something we talk about in principle. But people say a lot of shit, and it's not always uh, doesn't always have the same amount of follow through. So I, I appreciate oh, and did, did you eat the banana put the banana pudding? Uh, I bought that the next day. The banana and there was banana pudding. I had that for breakfast. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I called my mother and I told her that I had given you some, and her her question was like, "Why didn't I give give you all of it?" And I was just oh. like, "I was just like, <laughs> what?" So oh. yeah, my mother's on some other shit right now, and they, apparently, two th- apparently a hundred percent of my immediate family is on some other shit because then. Um, <laughs> I guess my sister was either listening or something along those lines. And she was just like, I'm going to DM Jamel and tell him to call mommy. Cause what you're telling, you're telling him not to call mommy. And that's not right. And I was like, Wait, don't what? DM Jamel. Whatever you do, don't DM. Mr. <laughs> J. Nicholas is what I said. <laughs> why, why is somebody DM, DMing me like the, the end all be all. I just don't recommend people DMing you. Like it's just like not a thing that I recommend for people to do. <laughs> Make it sound like a it's like a predatory lender and shit. Like yo, whatever you do, if Montel say you sign up, don't sign up for five hundred fast cash. Like <laughs> <laughs> my so, DMs are toxic and shit. Like nah, it's regular. Yeah. So after that, yeah. So I I cooked and then we didn't speak, but actually yesterday I technically had the day off. But I had some filings that I had to do that were due today. And I had started, I had done some on Thursday that I had mentioned to you. And I wanted to split the other, like the remainder between, you know, Friday and today, which, you know, which is fine. But then I realized that I had to do a filing on behalf of a colleague and Mm -hmm. you know all I'm gonna say on that is just that you know you have a team and and like you said remember we had that conversation is like if 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 everybody on the team was was Jimmy Butler we'd be good who are you are you Jimmy Butler apparently I am um, okay. But look, look, look. you gotta you gotta say it with conviction, sis. You gotta talk your shit. Yeah, so 
And, and you know, the funny thing is, this is something that my mother always says to me. She always says to me, follow your mind. And when I, I looked at the number of things that were due, it was like one thing for this colleague and like literally, let's say 20 things for me. And because my team is so good and this other person's team, you know, they're there. Um, I had so much recon work that I had to do on this other person's work that that in the time that it took me to to fix this other person's stuff, it took me a few hours to fix, let's say, one. And then by the time I had to do my 20, I did 20 of mine in the time that it took me to do one of hers because that's how good my team is. So I basically wound up working pretty much nearly all afternoon yesterday. Like I said, even though I technically had the day off. Um, and the white man get paid off all of that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Man. And well, at my company, it's, you know what, anyway. Um, <laughs> it's okay. At my, at my company, too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, shout shout out to the companies. <laughs> right, right. Shout out to the people who are working and, and not enjoying uh profit sharing. We see you. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm so, not one of them, but it's hard and even being one of them, it's still hard. So we had um damn, I now lost my my place. Um Trying to see, check out this this Roy Jones fight. Uh, so Roy, I mean, before we get into like our more serious stuff, Roy Jones. Last time we saw Roy Jones fight in a a large market pay per view like this, he was getting knocked out by Antonio Tarver. That was almost fifteen years ago. Okay, and I'll Roy take your word on that because you know yeah. I was super lit fifteen years ago. Um, That's okay. So all of this is just complete, you know. Roy Jones News was last time Roy Jones was relevant as a as a boxer. Uh, the company, the company, the country was recovering from nine eleven. Uh, you know, uh, George Bush was famously misquoting, uh, you know, people and historical things. Uh, there's a famous saying: uh, if "You fool me once, shame on." <laughs> Shame on anyway. you! Yeah, if you fool me twice, you can't get fooled again. It was like, whoa! You guys know knows you know George Bush isms, but yeah, like the country was just in a different place. Bitcoin uh, didn't exist when Roy Jones was uh, was fighting. <laughs> Correct. Fight. You know, just to put it in perspective, right? So the the fact that he he's doing this is it's a complete money grab, and they have a no knockdown rule. Question. Yes. How much are we have a no knockdown rule in boxing? No. Oh, nope. oh okay. okay. Um, I, I don't know anything about the I don't know anything about knocking down or the rule for or against it. My question is how much money is being made that uh these people are doing this? Because when I, I hear that two fifty something mm-hmm. year old men are are doing anything in a professional athletic sense, especially when a sport is one as, you know, um intense as boxing i have questions well 
it's going to be based on it's going to be based on the on the um the pay-per-view numbers but the guaranteed minimums is Roy's going to make uh about 3 million dollars Mike's going to make about 10 million dollars okay all right so now i understand why they're doing this right but that that's the basement because based on the pay-per-view uh numbers they're saying that the ceiling i, I heard heard that the ceiling was as high as like 60 million for for Mike wow you know what I mean? Like if they do if they do wild numbers on pay per view, then you know they uh they're gonna make some money. So now th- where th- this, are they fighting? This, is it is it in Vegas? Uh, uh you know what? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, I can uh I can do a do a quick search for that. Um, but yeah, the, the Roy he just looks like he's there for the pay for the payday and. I mean, they're in LA. They're gonna be fighting in the Staples Center. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, but it's 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 a non-sanctioned belt. It's technically gonna be an exhibition match, which means it's uh, okay. normally it's gonna be three minute rounds. This is only gonna be two minutes. Normal fight would go twelve rounds or or six rounds, but you know, generally twelve rounds, ten or twelve rounds. This is only gonna be eight. And like I said before, more money said, for less no, work. Sound like a good idea to me. Right, it's it's a money grab, but this is this is the beauty. This is 2020, and I, I was talking a little bit about this with Kendall uh, earlier. The so he's not missing. Shout out to him. I'm I'm glad to hear that because because we were a little nah, concerned. Nah, he's alive. Who's we? You he's and I. <laughs> I. I wasn't concerned. Speak for oh, oh, oh you, you was like you was like fuck him out and you know whatever. Yeah, it was like he's good. I'm saying like uh, okay. We're creating those narratives. Nah, I just <laughs> nah. So. But yeah, when you when you think about like so many unique opportunities that have been created and exist in a vacuum just in 2020, you have people who have been able to scam the government for payment protection plan checks, <laughs> who are scamming the government for unemployment. You can literally walk into a store and have your face covered, and people would look at you crazy if you uncovered your face. Like 2020 is Bizarro's world. And now, only because people are, are in, in this the midst of this bizarre world, can you have two fighters who are well past their prime, and uh, this is a circus, be able to have a pay per view that costs fifty or sixty dollars that people are going to purchase only in twenty twenty. Yeah, we we are pretty deprived yeah. of content. Twenty twenty is incredible. 2020 has also gave you the pre-internet friends podcast as we embrace episode 36. So, you know, everything happens for a reason and, you know, shout out to everybody who endured COVID. Um, it's clear that we're here for a real reason. You know I mean? We beat the vid, right? <laughs> so, oh man. Yeah. We, we, we don't have, we don't have them on the, on the, the, the notes for today, but did you see that there's some backlash for Kevin Hart? I somebody told me about this yesterday. Apparently, he was on the Clubhouse app, like arguing with random regular people. <laughs> they say, "Yo, you dead wrong for calling your 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 daughter a whole double standard toxic male." But misogyny. but but the thing is, yeah. the fact that they said that he was in there like all day defending himself. 
I just felt like it proves my point that he shouldn't have done Kevin, that. Kevin don't want to get canceled again, man. <laughs> he but, don't want to get canceled. But are you like like are you aware of how this Clubhouse app works? Nah, not really. So, are you familiar with the app House Party? No, is this like the uh, replacement to Backpage? No. <laughs> no. And I'm, I'm just going to leave that there. I'm not going to. No. What the hell's back? Oh, uh, what's, what's Backpage? It was House Party. So, so, House Party came out, I don't know when it was, you know, originally released, but it, it was very popular in the beginning of the pandemic. So, think of an app where it, it's it's almost like group FaceTime. Okay. So you could get on there and it would tell you who was online and you can just click on this person and like you would be seeing them like like very similar to to FaceTime. Um from my understanding Clubhouse it it's in beta mode or it was in beta mode and it was supposed to be something similar but it was supposed to be like I guess for quote unquote the industry what industry that is i guess it's entertainment um okay entertainment industry Uh uh-huh i i guess but there are quote different rooms uh, and the rooms are assigned to like like uh they have different uh vip rooms (laughs) no 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 so it'll be like by by let's say topics so apparently there is a speed dating room and a real estate room uh one of my soras uh sent me a screenshot and she was like oh uh, do you want me to invite you to to Clubhouse because I see they got a Bitcoin room and I was like I think I'm all right, you know. So what they did is they took this technology of 2020 and then retro retrofitted AOL chat rooms. That's yeah, that's that's a great analogy, and uh, I think the most interesting thing apparently about Clubhouse is that some of these people would be famous because apparently like they said Kevin Hart has literally been in there arguing with people and to my knowledge like you're seeing these people or or seeing things like that you know what I mean so I don't know I haven't been on it so I don't know if you know if it's just you know you can write a comment or you're actually you know you know facing this person but it, it definitely is direct interaction where you know you can exchange you know comments and things like that and and from what i saw they said that kevin hart was quote on this app all day defending himself (laughs) well listen man sometimes you got to engage the people i respect it but i think and and i know we didn't plan to talk about this but you know here we just go with the flow um and my sora said this to me and she said you know a lot of these aging comedians just don't get it and then she named a few <laughs> people including like chris rock and, and jerry seinfeld and all that i said but yeah at least chris rock jerry jerry seinfeld dave Chappelle, all of them these are men in their 50s right i'm like kevin hart just turned 40 he should be able to kind of get with the times a little bit better like, like, it just feels less, like, I have less sympathy for a 40-year-old who who has gone through this before, still not getting it. Like, this is not, like, you can't do comic view jokes in 2020. Like, it, you just can't. 
Like, it, like I'm sorry. Like, like it, the world is different now. It's not 1998 no more. Yeah. Um, you know what? I hear what you're saying, but I just think that the level of sensitivity that people have, I, I understand you know, the school of thought that says you have to adapt, right? The AAA, adapt, adopt, adapt. But at the same time, I do defend um, a person's right to free speech and right, importantly, right. No, comedian's no. ability to just tell jokes. No, like, I, I'm not it. against comedian's ability to tell jokes. What I'm against is you telling your joke full well knowing what the backlash is going to be and then spending your time. I don't know how much Kevin Hart is worth, but it has to be in the tens, if not hundreds of millions at this point. Right. So Mm -hmm. you put out this thing on Netflix and he already alluded to the fact that he had already had one situation where he got quote unquote canceled. Right. So you put this out knowing what the reaction is going to be. And instead of doing like the Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock thing, which is going back in your rich man cave and then we don't see you to the next time, you sit on an app with regular people and argue about it. Like, like, I, like that, that's the part that that doesn't compute for me. Well, I tell you that the big difference between Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, and mm-hmm. those guys, is Kevin Hart's brand is actually a little stronger than all of those guys. Um, and he, his his branding is so intertwined in his ability to to earn because a lot of his money is, is being generated off of his box office uh, appeal. You know what I mean? His movie appeal. Or, or at least that's what that was the case for the last, you know, uh, 10 years. Um and so if, if he's not a likable guy, if that's not like him not being likable, he doesn't have a brand that could withstand that. Right. So 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 then why do it? So you have well So that's what I'm saying. Like, him, like it doesn't like, this like is, it's this just, is a conflict. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like like I don't I don't get it, right? Like if you like you said, if you if making your money if, if your brand is tied to you being likable or family friendly or, you know, whatever we want to call this, right. That's fine. But at the same time, if you want to then journey into, you know, these kind of hot button topics, you then don't get to tell the world that they don't get to feel how they feel. Like you, well, this, you, this is, you knew, this is like, the you knew what it was going to be. Right, but this is the conflict between having uh, a loyalty to your bottom line, right, which is dollars and cents, versus having a loyalty to your creative process and wanting to put out the product that you want to put out as a creator. And that's something that but I, I imagine that. a lot of creators, right, but I'm saying this is something that I imagine a lot of creators are going to go through. And maybe one day, hopefully, that's something that we have to go through. Matter of fact, we, we, we have minor stuff now. It's like, oh, you can't say that. You, you were scared to get canceled in episode six and seven. You know what I mean? When, when I was yelling to you, yo, get me to the fuck out of here. Like, you know, it's just, <laughs> it, it, it happens. Uh, I, I'm I'm on some Joe Button shit with this. I'm always going to stand with the creators. Um, right, right, no, no, I, I don't have a problem. I'm, I'm not one of these people saying, oh, he should not have said that. My stance is, hey, if you want to say these things, you know what comes with it. So yes. I don't. Yes. For me, 
it kind of feels like crocodile tears for when you put this out, made how much of a money Netflix gave you, and then you're going to sit on an app all day because people, you know, took exception with some of these things. So then that begs the question, is that what you really want to do? Like, 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 why are you doing this? Well, because we don't, I, I haven't heard about Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle or it's, none it's, of the, these other ones. It's yeah. different. Dave Chappelle, you could honestly. He's on the farm in Ohio. Dave He's good. <laughs> like, like Dave Chappelle <laughs> come out once Dave a year. Chappelle, the difference, you, it's so obvious, the difference between them. Dave Chappelle doesn't outwardly appear to, to need to be liked. You know right. what I'm saying? And and that is consistent in, in his messaging and his comedy and even in his interviews. Like how, his whole approach. You know what I mean? Right, when he started talking about saying. the LGTB community <laughs> after, after they came for him, right. he spun the block and said, right. the team don't like me. You know, he, right. they, but, that's, but, that's, but that's what I think my issue with Kevin Hart is, right? Because the thing is, I think this is more about him not being able to deal with the fact that he's not likable than him uh, taking some stand about free speech. That's what I think. Well, right, right. No, of course. And and I just want to point out when I say, is you know, free speech, like, obviously, this isn't about freedom of speech. You know, this is about, you know, you can say whatever you want, but you're not free from the consequences right. of, of your words. And, you know, that that's what he's dealing with. I, I think he wants to be able to have the leeway to say things that are more edgy and risky. Because, again, think about it in terms of being a creator. You're watching Dave Chappelle be able to get this shit off. They should probably be saying some wild shit that Kevin Hart, if Kevin Hart said the exact same thing, he wouldn't be able to get that off. And, that, and that's right. what we're seeing this play out. Time, like, but at the same time, Dave Chappelle's not trying to be in Jumanji 3 or whatever. Right. So, but, so yeah, this, this like, and, and that's the thing that I think that I find a little kind of annoying about Kevin Hart. And I know I didn't watch the documentary that, that, he had put out, but I did watch some of the criticism to it. It came out, I think, either last year or the year before. And somebody, and and one of the critiques that I saw said that he, I think, in general, does have that sense of, well, why are these things happening to me? Even with the whole cheating, you know, thing, you know, when he got caught with those women in the hotel, it wasn't like Single, oh, singular woman. And you, you should watch it. You know, I don't think those no, criticisms I, are, no, 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 are valid. I, no, no, but what mm-hmm. I'm saying is I think, so here's the thing, right? If you're going to cheat on your wife and get caught, that's something that's been happening since the beginning of time, right? Well, he didn't just cheat on his wife and got caught. He, he, he got uh, extorted. But is that not something that's been happening since the beginning of time? Rich man with someone not his wife getting extorted and or blackmail. Is that not a story that been happening since the beginning of time? Uh, I mean, I don't know. You just seem like to not have any sympathy or empathy for, for Mr. Kevin. No, Hart. no, but, but what I'm saying is it, from the little piece that I did see, it was just like a, oh, you know, I'm a victim of this and da, 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 da. And it's he just was like, a victim, yeah, but though. at the same time, but at the same time, <laughs> Nobody would be have been able to extort him, blackmail him, whatever, if he wasn't cheating on his wife in the first place, right? 
No, no, no. That's terrible reasoning. No, I'm because like, oh well, if you would never like, it's like the the person who was at the scene of a robbery, right? They weren't the gunman, but they were they knew the people who were going to no, do the crime. That's not the same. And when they, and then when they get the there, it, you know, the, the, the cops brutalized them and no, shit. And it's like, no, well, you have never gotten brutalized. No, if you no, were uh, is, engaging in this criminal activity, no, and it's like, no, no, like, what nah. this, no, what this is is, yo, I'm doing a crime. I'm now caught. And somebody told on me and I'm now mad at the person who told on me. It's like, no, no, it's not. It's not. That's a terrible comparison. Okay. It's not that at all. All right. <laughs> listener, uh, you can weigh in at anchor, uh, uh, leave a voice message and let me know uh, why not with the victim. is wrong. I did, I'm just not with the uh-huh. victimhood. Right. Like, cause at the end of the day, well, why, why can't, why can't he as a black man enjoy victimhood and have been a, a, a somebody who committed those transgressions? Why, why is it one or the other? Because I think a lot of this stuff is foreseeable in in his situation. He had no self-control, no uh, control of his penis, and he He, made a bad decision. He had no control of his penis. So so the lady raped him? Not the first man to do that. No, but I'm talking about he was thinking with his dick. And he's not the first man to jump out the window and make a bad decision. Because he couldn't control his sexual right, urges, right? But, but that, but not being able to control your sexual urges doesn't deny you the ability to have a, a sh- you know, to, to be able to be shielded under victimhood. He was a victim as well. It wasn't a victimless crime, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, he was a victim. There was a perpetrator. He was the victim. Right, right, right. But, but what precipitated all this is the part that I. Think that's irrelevant. That, that's okay. irrelevant. <laughs> that's irrelevant. Okay. That's that's Leo. You would have never gotten beat up by the police if you was no. never running with those guys that was going to commit those no. crimes. Like, it's no. the same thing. What precipitated that encounter? It don't matter. It don't matter. You still shouldn't have. He shouldn't have had to have to me, endured this is the that. Same, this is the same thing that a lot of these dudes do. Like they go, they run around with these people. They say these things, and then when somebody goes to the shade room, they get mad at the shade room. Listen, black man, I stand with you. All right, I don't know what what was going on with Nicole Shanique, but I'm with you guys. All right, you got to advocate. I just me. feel like you should minimize all types of risk. To, to yourself, to your brand, to your bottom line. You're going to jump out here. You're going to say these things. You're going to do these things. And then when, you know, consequences, whether seen or unforeseen, come towards you, then you want to sit and, you know, tell us about, you know, why it's so hard, you know, being you. And it's just like, is it? Like, and another thing is like, Kevin Hart's not new in the game. He's 40 nah, now. He's he, he, yeah, right, right. This is what I'm saying. Like he's been doing this since his mid twenties. So a lot of these things, uh, like I said, are completely foreseeable, but for some reason he want to sit on the app and argue with random fans all day. Like that just is, it's just so whack to me. I'm <laughs> not defending that. I'm not defending that. Uh, I'm saying we know what it is. All right. I don't want to beat the I dead horse. It is apparently. This is the dilemma, man. He, he wants to be, he wants to have the freedom as an artist to do, you know, to say what he wants, and he wants to have the insulation, uh, you know, from for his brand and from his brand. But, uh, but, but you can't but have both. That's yeah, what I'm conflict. saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that, that's the issue. It's in conflict. And he has to. Um, and he has to know that. You know what I mean? Because it was just uh, like for me. I said, uh, when was it straight out of Compton came out, I said, yo, the kids are going to be shocked when they find out who Ice Cube used to be. You know what I mean? Because like, 
think about it. It's like, uh, this is a, a gangster rapper. And then all of a sudden he's now doing road trip too, which is a kid's movie. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Cute. His, his glow up was, was legit. Right. You, you know what I mean? And it's just like some people ascend and, and some people just don't. And, and I'll tell you what, and to use the Drake line to describe Q, you know, uh, black excellence. But I guess when it comes to me, it ain't the same, though. Like, Cube is black excellence. He's been with the same woman, right? He held down his queen. His queen held him down. Yep. He done, he done grew as a person, as a creator, as a businessman. And all y'all did was try to cancel him because of that fucking platinum plan. Because he took a meeting that the Democrats didn't want to take. <laughs> no, well, I mean... Y'all, y'all toxic. Like, Dave no, Chappelle's the people are fucking toxic. Y'all, you, you, the public. But at the same toxic. But at the same time, like, he's... Like he's not a policymaker or an activist. Like he just—he's he, a rich nigga. He didn't write. The, he didn't write the policy. He he had it put together. He put together a, a board that uh, one of the people who consulted him was Dr. Claude Anderson. Shout out to him, who is, is the author of many books, including Powernomics, which I, I cite all the time. Um, it, it, he didn't write the shit. He 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 financed it, and okay. it was put together in a comprehensive manner. Like when you when you are trying to do things. People are going to be uncomfortable, but you can't grow from a position of comfort. And that's the same thing with with with, with uh, Kevin Hart, him trying to grow as a as a, a a comic, as a creator. We we talked about it last week. We don't know how many how how much he has left in him. I in think the, at the this point it's nothing. Occupying. I think at this point look, it's look, nothing. Look, in the lane that he was occupying, he None. has to rebrand himself. Because if he does things differently, look, look 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 at the difference. Chappelle has just as much time in the game as Kevin Hart, if not more. You don't feel like Chappelle can't do another special. No, no, no. Right? Because, because I right because it's I about think the branding, it's about the lanes. Right, right, right. Um, I was actually a few weeks ago. I saw what the hell is his name, Matthew McConaughey, talking about how he had to rebrand himself and you know and and i and i actually really respected it and he said that you know for all of the time that we knew him he was a rom-com actor right like mm-hmm. he was always the love interest you know you know that was his lane and he said that he wanted to quote rebrand and do other things and he said that in order for him to do that he said that he canceled anything that was rom-com he said i'm not doing it anymore he said that he did not get any roles as a result for i think he said something like a year and a half Mm -hmm. and he said you know his agent called him and said oh they're trying to do this rom-com and they was going to offer him something stupid like you know 20 million dollars for one movie or whatever right and he said no i'm not doing that anymore and he said it was finally when he had actually given up all those opportunities that then he got uh, to do things like was it true detective and, uh, mm-hmm. you know other things like that and that's the thing I think somebody like Kevin Hart want to have it both ways right so if, right, if right. like you know if you still want to be the dude you know doing Jumanji 3 and, and all of this then you already know that that you have to in a sense be likable Dave Chappelle does not care about you know hosting uh, you know Arthur Thanksgiving you know what I mean yeah yeah like like Dave Chappelle doesn't care about those things so yeah he has more uh, leeway right because Dave Chappelle is happy with doing one special a year and then going back to, to the house in Ohio with his family right whereas Kevin Hart it's like you want to be on all of the shows and doing all of this family friendly type of stuff but then you also want to get 
on stage and say how, you know, the the daughter who I don't even know how old is this little girl is. Maybe sixteen or fourteen. Right, like, right. Yeah, this was saying. Like, right, right, right. Like like the, you're you're then you want to get on on stage and say how, you know, your daughter has whole tendencies and how your wife apparently how you think your wife used to be a hoe and all of this. It's like that don't go together, dude. <laughs> like <laughs> You know what I mean? Shout and that, out to Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Hart. yes, yeah. Um, I don't want. I don't want to drag it. No. Like we could talk about no. that the whole time. Right. But so I didn't say anything wrong with what he said. It was risky, but sometimes, hey, like we say, you some you take a risk. Sometimes you lose, right? Like like that's just kind of the name of, of, of the game. Yeah. So, shoot a shoot. Yeah, um, I mean, but I don't. I don't think. Of, I don't think. Well, yeah. no, I was gonna say. Speak, speaking of of being a shooter and now potentially being complacent, uh, you want to talk about these relationships? So, so, and I wanted to ask you this question because a friend of mine texted me, and uh, I mentioned this person before. He's like ten years younger than us, and he is recently divorced he got married way too young which is why he's oh, divorced I, I, know, I know yeah the, so the midwest so dude. anyway mm-hmm. um, so he basically sent me a text and said that he feels as though when he's single he has to be more ambitious i guess to impress these women who you know, he's trying to entertain and that when he uh-huh. was quote in a relationship, he was complacent. And his question to me was, did, you know, do I feel like being in a relationship made me complacent? And I said, uh, the only thing that being in a relationship made me do was decrease my number of sexual partners to one. Um, mm. so, <laughs> you know, like, it, can, can he hear you talking like this? What? <laughs> okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead I, but is that wrong? I'm saying that I'm only being intimate with one person. Is right, that right, not what right. you would expect? No, what you would hope? No, <laughs> like, no, no. It's just the way you said. The way you said that is like, nah, that shit ain't do nothing but cut down my bodies. Like, I mean, are we? I, I, I think he's being honest you. here. No, this is a safe space. You oh, know, okay. No so, yeah, so that so, um, so that's the thing that I so the question you have for me is I'm wondering like on what side of this do you fall? And I had actually had this conversation with my partner who you do know, and he and he he had a, a more extensive list than I did. He was like, no, you. He was like, no, you were still going to the gym and doing Weight Watchers and getting new jobs and going out with your friends. And I was like, you know what? I don't like the tone of that, but you're right. Mm-hmm. You was outside. <laughs> but 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 what I what I said to the person who who asked me this question, I said, well, at the end of the day, being in a relationship can't make me complacent because I'm just not a complacent person. So th- th- there's nothing that a relationship can bring out of me that's not you know really already there in in a sense, right? Like, okay. So you didn't you didn't help him out. I'm gonna help him out. Uh, don't give him my number, but you you can send him send him this episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> This is the this is the answer to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with with a quote from the, the late great Nipsey Hussle. He said, "If you if your circle doesn't inspire you, then it's a prison, right? The people who are around you, if they don't inspire you, then they're holding you back at that point. The idea of being motivated is what this comes down to. And in freshman seminar, they'll call it your locus of control, right?" Are you somebody who has an internal 
locus of control or is or is it external? What right. motivates you? Right. If you are a person who is a self-starter, a person who is going to go based on you, based on nothing else, then you being in a relationship or you being single isn't going to impact that. Because you know what? You're going to be on go based on you being on your own time. Uh, a person who is motiva- motivated by external factors, those are the people, the personality types that are going to be affected by being in a relationship. And so does be- then it's going to come down to the makeup of that relationship. Because if you are somebody who is externally motivated, if you are partnered with the right person, right. that person can take you to heights that you didn't envision for yourself. Right. It's like, you know... You could you could elevate you can only sometimes with 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 when you start talking about like life planning and 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 people have a cap sometimes on them on themselves and you you can really only go as far as you vision you right. know what I'm saying it's like yeah. it's like driving uh, driving in the tunnel like if you can't if you can't see it then you can't go there and sometimes you need somebody who has an objective view of you to be able to say nah queen or nah king. You're not seeing this the right way. You could do so much more than this, and if you don't have a person who can who can see that, who can who can breathe that life into you, then you know somebody who says, you know what, I think we good. Then you're gonna feel like we good, and you know you take your foot off the gas a little bit. Well, the, the two things. So one, I think, like to your point, I think it's if you need that, like if you're the type who you need someone to motivate you, then yes, who you get in a relationship with is very, very critical because some people can only like, like it's like, are you Michael Jordan or are you Scottie Pippen? And I don't know if that's even, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is, but it just felt right. Um, You know, I've been, I've been very clear about the fact I don't know anything about sports. You know what I mean? Um, You you know what I mean? It's just like some people, you know, or, or maybe it's like more like, are you, you like are you Beyonce no, or no. are you Kelly? That's so shady. That's shady. Kelly is bad. Kelly is bad. No, 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 no. It's not that Kelly's. No, no. It's not that. It's not that Kelly's. No, no, no. Of course, I'm. I'm not saying that she's not beautiful and talented and all that. But we know where her greatest success was, and it just happened to be when she was in the group with Beyonce. Right, like, like and, which, and and yeah, and, and and those other ladies, right? And now look oh. where Beyonce is, and look where some of them are. You know what I mean? It's just like some people, for whatever reason, some people just naturally are going to ascend, and some people can ascend if they have the right person with them. And I think what happens is that a lot of times, and I think this happens especially with men, they don't understand which kind of person they are because there's no man, especially no black man, that wants to admit that they need um you know that kind of uh, of of guidance let's say so uh shakespeare is attributed with saying some men are born great some men achieve greatness and others have greatness thrust upon them there we go all right are, are, are you the guy that you know is striving for it are you the guy that just shows up or are you the guy who is reluctantly forced to be that person. Uh, I tell you, as a man, as a black man particularly, you usually don't get to to just show up. Right. <laughs> you know, nobody is going to make you right. great. Like you got to chase it most times. And and I could tell you based on him asking the question that he's probably not a self starter. No. Um. But if you need to be motivated by 
trying to get the the, the Beyonce in, in your small town. You know what I mean? I, for, personally, I wouldn't even do that. I would go for the Rihanna. But you know, yeah. do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that 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 whole thing. You got to be careful who you trying to have that synergy with. Well, especially you're if not you're not right. Exactly, exactly. Because I think for people who are not self starters, who they partner with is way more critical than for people who are self starters. Yeah, I had somebody ask me um, very recently, like, how you know, how do you how do you date if you have kids, right? Like, you having kids, does that stop you from dating? And it's like, well, what do you mean? Like, why would it stop me from dating? And it's like, well, you know, how do women feel about that? I was like, who gives a fuck how they feel? <laughs> like, I, I don't, you know, you, like you know I, I don't know. That's a whole other you, you know the funny. Thing, you know the funny thing. You know the funny thing is, um, on Tuesday mornings, um, my uh, at the tur- at the church that I used to go to in Brooklyn, they have like a, a prayer call. And um, because church is closed, you know, we can't go. I've, I've actually, try, you know, try to call into it, uh, you know, whenever I can, if I'm up at that time, because it's like Tuesday at 7 a.m. Okay. Um, and, and one of the things. <laughs> well, one of the things that the that uh, the most recent one um, talked, the pastor talked about, he said, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And one of the things he talked about, he said, why would you be at a job or why would you be with a group of people or something like that, that they're reluctantly dealing with you? Or, you know, they, they they just living with you because they have to. He was like, why wouldn't you go and find someone or, or, or a group or a situation or whatever that accepts you as you are? And I think that that's probably the point of what you're getting at is like, well, the women who don't like that you don't have kids are not the women that you're interested in, right? Yeah, I mean, when you unpack it, it there, there are a handful of reasons uh, potentially that 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 comes into play and I, and I, you know, I can contextualize it and deconstruct it. But at the end of the day, like there, there aren't a shortage of people who see value in in what you bring into the table. So it's like, you know, right. Like that's not in it. Right. Um, So now (laughs) speaking of uh, celebrate tolerated and, you know, locus of control, are you up on Miss Summer Walker in London on the track? You got London on her back. <laughs> right, uh, okay. Yeah, so the only thing that I felt uncomfortable with was- Are you going to tell the, the listeners what, what's going yeah, on? So, the so, okay, well, I assume they know, but Summer Walker, R&B singer, um, beautiful woman who might not bathe. Um, she She's a R&B singer. Uh, she's pregnant now. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, people everywhere, you know, was celebrating it, I guess. But she, she put out like a picture showing her little baby bump. And she's, she was, she, she was, a you know, whatever. She put out a picture showing a baby bump, but she's wearing like underwear and a wife beater, a t-shirt. Sorry, I'm from old Brooklyn. Um, and, and her, her wife beater is tucked into her underwear. It's like, yeah, like, why are you doing that? Well, like, not, look, that's not what I was weird. thinking about at all. Jesus, oh, Lord, I'm have sorry. mercy. That's what, that's what annoys me. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why are you tucking your undershirt in your underwear? I don't understand. Like, you're not wearing pants. <laughs> you're not a toddler. Like, what are you doing? I mean, I think she is a toddler, like, if we're being honest with a lot of shit she does. But basically, what I was talking about was she was trending on Twitter earlier today. 
And again, I don't follow. I I I don't follow a lot of these young girls because I realize that we're now at the age where a lot of the stuff that's being put out is not for us. You know, like I'm fine with just like letting the young people do what they're doing and minding my grown business. So apparently, uh, Summer Walker came out and had spoken against uh, one of Future's many many baby mamas, uh, taking him for child support, and you know said something along the lines of. You know, you don't need all these thousands of dollars to raise a kid. So, mm. so people were not feeling her from from, mm. from that. Shout out to Summer Walker. Okay, well, this, well, well, this was before she was pregnant. So oh. now, uh, apparently, now she got London on the track. Oh, well, shit. so now know. wait, apparently, London on the track, uh, then had several women on their backs, and he has at least two. I couldn't tell, maybe three children with uh, at least I think two people and apparently these these women have come out publicly and said that he's not taking care of their the the, the kids financially and not even seeing these children and yeah. uh then uh summer has you know what was going back and forth with these women and you know the 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 usual baby mama drama again that's how you know these people are young Fast forward to Summer is now pregnant from London on the track. And uh, either, I guess, today or yesterday, within the last couple of days, she went on Instagram and tagged him. And she's now calling him um, ghetto and and saying that, you know, black men need to do better. And, and you know, making basically making the same allegations against him as the baby mother's had already made wait, isn't she like four months pregnant that's what i don't under i don't understand like at what like i didn't know that a nigga could be a deadbeat when the baby's in utero but oh, um bro so she went I, on you know so, so i i, I watched <laughs> i wish i so now i looked at some of these screenshots and and one of them says something like my father wasn't shit and my grandfather wasn't shit and london on the track ain't shit and black men need to do better and then everybody was like kind of like well girl you was on no it's about London so you know because it was like this was well known that he was not good with uh his kids and you kept uh, dealing with him in a relationship and then you have now gone on to get pregnant from this man and now it's black men need to do better and now you're the victim of a deadbeat nigga when you knew he was a deadbeat when you was fucking him you know and and that's just kind of <laughs> what I find kind of objectionable about a lot of this stuff because I can, you know, understand like now some people, sometimes you don't know, right? Like I have a friend who, you know, she got pregnant from somebody and, you know, this person kind of just devolved as, as time went on and (laughs) devolved. That's the only way I can describe it, right? Like it was kind of like you know, it was like things weren't perfect, but you thought you could live with it. But then as time went on, you know, it just kind of like things got out of hand, you know. But the, no, listen, listen, listen. This person, we, we don't know what <laughs> relationships. It never, it never gets better. Right, you know right, right. That's why I'm saying it. it. That's what I'm saying. Better. But that's why I'm saying it devolved. Like it was one of those. It things. can only get downhill. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what the thing is, I like, like particularly for men. I'm just I'm gonna be sexist right. for a second. Yeah, only for men. Women, you know, women. I think for a, a man dealing with a woman, in that woman's mind, he's never as good as he was in the beginning. 
it's an impossible standard to be measured. Correct. Um, which is, I guess, why, you know, a lot of the toxic niggas are like, nah, I start off an asshole. And, you know, so, yeah. so you can lower your like, expectation. Like Cam says, when I first meet her, I slap her. He said, you slap her, yeah, slap her right in the face. So she can't ever say, Cam, you don't treat me the way you used to. Right. <laughs> and that, and that's why okay, okay. we cannot have rap from 20 years ago anymore. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Uh, and and I, I thought, and, and that was just so interesting. It's wisdom. Because, mm-hmm. because I just felt like, wow, it's 2020. And how many times have we been saying this about ladies? Do not get with these niggas who are not good with their kids, and then you get pregnant, and then want to know why he not good with your kid. It's like you, it's like he has a track record at this point. Um, yeah. And then I think a lot of people were mad because she was generalizing and saying like, "Black men, we need to do better." And it was like, "Well, you just named well, it." It was like, it, it was just yeah. kind of like, it was like, "Well, girl, no." It was like, "Cause first of all, you was on notice about the nigga you dealing with, and and there are you know so many black men who are doing the right thing." So for for her to come out with that kind of you know blanket statement, it's the it's the low hanging fruit. Like the there is no easier target than just saying black men. You know what I'm saying? It's the low hanging fruit. And I, I tell you, when you start talking about trigger warnings, like that's something that always sets me off. You know well, I, mean? I didn't see it for Summer Walker once that story about her not bathing properly came out. Like I was just like, oh, this hoe don't have no sense. Like, yeah. so yeah. So I just kind of, and then somebody said, um, oh, she needs real friends, not musty ones. I said, well, she don't bathe properly. So she is the musty friend. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe don't trip. Yeah. So now I, I, I like Summer. Summer Walker. She she has a nice voice. I'm not I'm not familiar with her music at all, but but I also am not a forgiving person, as you know. So the thing is, once like I had when I became aware of her, the not bathing thing was not that long after. So then I was like, oh no, now I cannot listen to you because I, I can't get that. Like... no no it's like it, it, there's just certain things well, you know I get I, you know I get disgusted so easily like there's just certain shit that I don't even know and it's not even like a I just have certain kind of it's like it's like it's a similar reaction to disgust or something like a certain reflex like the, the certain things that like I, they just trigger me and I just can't for certain things I can't separate you know, and everybody, I have heard good things about her music. And I was like, well, I'm just never going to know because anytime this bitch is talking about she only using dryer sheets under her arms or whatever, it's like, I don't want to know about what the fuck. I don't do. think that's quite what she said. I, I, yeah, I don't I know, you. but it was just one of those things where it's like, girl, if we're going to come, like, like if you're willing to die on the cross of not bathing, then I'm not giving you no streams. You know what I mean? On on, on uh, Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever, wherever her music is to be found at. Um, and I did want to support her because she did talk about how she has anxiety. And I, too, have anxiety. But uh, I, I can't she was, She was socially awkward in, in real time. On, yeah. On yeah. Well, maybe like, if she bathed more frequently, you know, she'd be able to, you know, get some of that up off her. Um mm. But uh, as we come down, you know, to time, and this is a situation that I went through and I didn't tell you about because I wanted to save it for the pod. What is, what is the statute of limitations on being mad with, a ex, with an ex that you were not married to and did not have children with? Is that on um, being mad? Yes, like... Um, Three uh, days. <laughs> 
No, I'm saying like I'm saying like. <laughs> but what what, I, what I'm saying is, uh, I was watching one of Funky Donnie, who I know you don't know, but is a very popular YouTuber. And one of the things that he has said, he was like, "Look, at this point, we you know are well into our thirties." He was like, "Anybody who I used to deal with." You know, he was like, I'm just at a place where I'm so grown that anybody that I had any kind of, you know, relationship with, if, you know, as long as you wasn't, you know, stealing on me or whooping my ass or whatever, like, if I see you, like, we can be cordial, you know? And he was like, I'm just too old to just be beefing with somebody about some old shit. So, yeah. and, and I thought that that was a very nice way to put it because, uh, I had, this was months ago, I had spoken to uh, a person who I had dated in college and, you know, I'm now in a relationship. He's now, you know, married, living in another country and all this. And it was a very nice conversation. And it was, oh, you know, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. I, you know, reached out to him because I needed some information um, related to things on the ground, you know, in the country that he's in. And it was just nice, you know, And, and, you know, at the end, you know, hey, you know, it was great chatting with you, whatever. And, you know. He went on his way and I went on mine. Now, okay. All now right. wait. Well, look, look, no, 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 no. We, okay. We're not there yet. All right. All right. Now contrast that with uh, a text message that I received Sunday. So now six days ago from an ex. Uh, we're not going to say his name. And he was asking me uh, if I had some pictures of him from when he was in high school. This person is 37 years old now. So he's literally asking me for pictures from 20 years ago. So now that's not the wild part. <laughs> the wild part is that he he sends me the text and is like, oh, do you have any pictures of me from when I was in high school? And this was out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere. I haven't seen this person I haven't spoken to this person in three years. Haven't seen him in probably five years. Haven't fucked okay. him in, I can't even tell you the last time. Right. So it's like this person is not in my orbit at all. And then at the end of the text, he goes, if you're not going to give me the picture, uh, it, it was something along the lines of like, if you're not going to give me the pictures, don't even respond. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, nigga, what are you talking about? I wasn't going to respond either way. Well, 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 it was just one of those things where it was so weird to me. And so then going back, so yeah, so I just didn't respond. So then he kept texting me over like the next couple of days. Because he did closure now. Like, wait, hold on. Did you not respond because you don't have the picture or you not responding because you're not fucking with me? Well, I was, so here's the thing. I was actually, when I first, when I first got the text, I didn't have my phone. So I just saw the first couple lines on my Apple watch. So in my mind, and, and, you know, this is something that's kind of been in front of mine. You know, I've been thinking about like, you know, just kind of like childhood memories and, 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 you know, things like that, uh, just personally. And, you know, I know that the places that he grew up you know, at are, you know, gone and, and he doesn't have, you know, access to, you know, things like that. So initially I thought, okay, I knew for a fact I had, I don't know, a couple of pictures maybe. 
And I was like, you know, initially I was just like, oh, all right, you know, I can give this to him. You know, this is not some shit that I'm thinking about, obviously. But then when it was, it was, if you're not going to give me these pictures, don't even respond. Don't ask me why I'm asking for these pictures. And I was just like, oh, nigga, you bugging. So then, um, wait, you do wait, wait, but you, so you do in fact have pictures? Yes, a hundred percent. So now, you should make that the uh, the the cover art. For <laughs> you do have pictures. Oh, oh, one of the pictures. Oh, I no. <laughs> so then now, so now this is a person oh, so that I know. Uh-huh. So now this is a person who was in my life for a long time, and my mother did have an affinity for this person. And send the pictures, man. No, 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 because I have not finished my story. So oh, now okay. I said to him, like, hey. You know, a few months ago, my mom was asking me about you and um, I didn't know where you were. So, like, just give my mom a call. Let her know that you all right, because for some reason she's still worried about your raggedy ass, you know. So then he says, OK, I'll call your mom. The next day he's like, so do you have the pictures? And I'm like, well, did you call my mom? So then that's when the switch flips. I'm not making no deal with you. I'm not. That is a deal, right? No, no. That is completely a deal. Why Why would you ask in response if he called your mother? One thing has nothing to do with the next. Right. Well, first he said he, first he, said he would call. Then, he, okay. then the next day he sent me, um, he said, so do you have the pictures? And I said, well, if you call my mom, I'll send them to you. So then he decided that. I, I don't like that. I don't like that. It shouldn't be contingent on. Well, he didn't like it either. So, <laughs> so then, he, so then, so then, I stopped. I just completely stopped responding. So now, at this point, it's like days later, and because he's he started texting me on Sunday. By the time when the the ridiculous back and forth happened, it's, it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, and then he started saying something along the lines of uh uh. Oh, well, why are you holding on to a past that has forgotten about you? Mm, and I said, mm. I said, I said, the past remembers me. That's why the past is texting me for pictures from 20 years ago. <laughs> so then he just continued like saying all these like wild ass things. And it was just like, okay, you're bitter, blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, I'm like, nigga, I was about, I was here frying chicken for my nigga now. And you're texting me from pictures from fucking 2001. So the, and, and the thing is, <sighs> And, and then and then and then because he's just so awful, he starts saying, uh, I told I said don't respond. And I was just like, You're irrelevant. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm actually gonna read some of this exchange to you because I think that you think that I'm exaggerating and I don't like no, that. Don't, don't do it. Maybe no, no, no. make that the cover. No, 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 we're no no, we're 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 gonna do it. Um so so here's um Okay, so so I said, right, so I said, call my mother and I'll send them. He said, look, I'm not about to strike a deal with you. I'm not calling your mother. I've been asking you to send them and you haven't. I'm not looking to play a game with you. You want to hold on to my photographs? Go ahead. I said, okay, take care. <laughs> so then he says, I will take care. Enjoy holding on to a past that has forgotten about you. I can see you you are happy and no longer bitter. The intended purpose of my my photographs in your possession will still move on. No need to reply. 
I said, the past remembers me. That's why it's texting me for pics from 20 years ago. He said, no, the plan doesn't. I plan to make a photo album. I know you are still hurt and bitter. So keep holding on to that um, hurt and bitter, also not married. So you win. You hold, mm. you hold all the cards. You win by holding on to that. I said, don't reply. I said, LOL, you're still hilarious. So, so then wait, wait, wait. About it. So then he goes, oh, okay. people like you will always have fake sympathy. You think holding on to mm. something you hate gives them strength? Burn them. Mm. Who cares? Just, Burn them. Who cares? Just you. I say, you care. That's why you're asking. <laughs> so then he goes, I asked you, you said no. Um, I said no deal about calling your mother. I'm moving on. I see you can't. You can't help but reply after I said not to because you're still not happy. I said, you can't help but reply because you still want control you don't have. I said, you're bitter. And that's why you feel the need to be rude to me all these years later. You would have gotten what you wanted had you not been rude. So that's what, that's well, what I'm trying yeah. to figure out. Because the thing is- like, You mishandled that. So, mm-hmm. so that. so, But my thing is like the, the fact that it was like that level of vitriol that I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought a nigga who tried who was living out of a duffel bag the last time I saw him said something. Ooh, listen, listen, listen. What we're not going to do is turn this platform into one that's going <laughs> to allow you to just bash and assault this black man. No, no, no. I, but, but here's the thing, Jamel. That's why I need to know, like, what's the statute of limitations on being mad at someone? Because the thing is, okay, I literally, right. I don't have, I don't have any hard feelings towards this person. I actually hope that he's doing well and and all of that because that's what I hope for for anybody and you know again we're not going to say this person's name but I had a a very long history with him so for me at this point now I don't wish no I don't have no ill will towards him so that's why I was just kind of like wait how did we even get here like you're not part of my life. I'm not part of your life. I don't know what you have going on. We're not connected on social media at all. You literally popped up in my text messages literally years later asking me for pictures from 20 years ago. And then when you didn't get your way, you started calling me bitter and unmarried, but you were texting me for three, for, for three days at 37 years old for pictures of you from when you were 17 to 18. Okay. All right. So look, it's a lot to unpack there, but you, uh, you've taken us towards the finish line. Uh, so I'll, I'll say this, the amount of animosity that you can carry is directly, uh, in relation to it correlates with the, how disastrous the end of the relationship was. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, and and like I really the, wanted to hear the, this from you because the more the more crazy it was, the crazier it was. The longer, in reality, the longer it, it, the more justifiable it is to walk with it, right? But this is the issue, right? And when we start talking about actual timelines, this is the issue. At a certain point, you have to move on in your life, right? Correct. So if you're talking about twenty years later, do this. I don't know who we're talking about, but 20 years, bro, let that shit go. You sound like a sucker. Um, at, the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, I've said this on previous episodes, the opposite of love right. is not hate. Right. 
The opposite of love is not hate. It's One more time, ladies. <laughs> the opposite of love is not hate. Okay. The opposite of love is apathy. Right. Or when you get to that yeah. point of being completely indifferent, that's when you're done. And I can speak firsthand to what that feels like. Uh, I had a lawyer tell me that it was inappropriate that I said I had depraved indifference. <laughs> no, like, right. I, yeah. No, no, no. You can't do that. Cause I have my level, of, but I'm, but I'm telling you like, like the heights that you should hope to aspire to my level of don't give a fuck is, is that high. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've ascended into a space where I, my, I don't give a fuck. Like I can't even fake how much I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and that's, that's the, that's so the point. Now, you know, I'm, I'm glad that feel that strong. I'm, I'm glad that you and I are having this conversation um, because well, one, we're, we're friends and have never been romantically involved. So I can, you know, tell myself that you haven't, you can have an objective, you know, opinion on this as, as a friend and not a, you know, intimate partner of mine. Um, but that's why I wanted to ask you because and and going back and look look at me about to, you know, tie this this bow. I think going back to our, you know, earlier conversation, this person I think has always had a grudge toward me because he wasn't a self-starter in certain ways. And one of the conversations that we did have, um, you know, when you're kind of at that awkward stage of like, you're trying to like, like you kind of know it's over, but you kind of trying to give it that last little push to make sure it's like really over, over. Mm-hmm. One of the last conversations that we had, one of the things that he expressed was that had I not gone away to college and, and not been a teen mom with him, or had I not gone to college and been a teen mom with him, that he, his life would have been better than what it has been. And I said, what? No. And I said to him, I said, well, what I said to him was, you know, I think that that's unfair that you still at this point. And now at this point, when we were having this conversation, this was kind of years, like after I had already went, this was, I had already went away to college. I think I probably, I wasn't even maybe even finished college or already in law school, but this is, this was years after high school. Right. And what he was saying was like, well, if you would have stayed, then I would have gotten my shit together. Mm. And I felt like that was completely unfair to me. It's like, well, why can't you just get your shit together? Like, like, like why, why did I have to not have the things that I had always dreamed of? One of them was going away to college because you needed me here to motivate you like like how was that fair to me like why can't yeah, you just that's, that's selfish. It's selfish you know what i mean that's and selfish. the thing is and i think that and the thing is that has always every couple of years that we were in touch that has always kind of been a running theme so i'm wondering is he one of these people who understands that he's not really a self-starter and that you know he needs a partner who's gonna do that for him and because i could have been that but willingly chose to not be that that's why now in 2020 at 37 years old this nigga's texting me calling me bitter about some shit that I haven't thought about in I can't even tell you how long it's either that or the dude is actually um somebody who is looking to make excuses to explain away 
his his circumstances that he's he's been dealing with and he's not putting himself at the center of it um I, accountability is the most powerful thing that you can have as a as a person you know what i'm saying if you put yourself at the center of your successes and the center of your failures um, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I, I think, no, no, but I, I think that that's what it is because when I kind of contrast him to other people that, that, that I dated later on, all of those other people have decent lives. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, they're, they're doing well or, you know, they're married and have families or, you know, they're, you know, have successful careers and, you know, all of that. He's the only one who doesn't. So I don't think that that's a coincidence that he's the only one who's beefing with me and he's the one from the furthest in the fucking past. Yeah, I mean, it could also speak to your decision-making as well. You know what I mean? My decision-making? Which one? Yeah, in terms of you selecting different uh, different types of dudes. You know what I mean? In terms of the quality of the guys. Yeah, I guess. But I just was so... Like it was just so funny to me, and and I I sent uh the the screenshot to a, a mutual friend of ours, and we was just rolling off of this shit all day because it was just one of those things where it was just like, wow, uh my ex from you know late high school early college, you know half cussing me out over some pictures that he took in the project hallway in high school, was not on my twenty twenty uh bingo card. <laughs> it just wasn't like 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 of all the things that have happened this year. If you would have told me that that was one of the things that was going to happen, I would have never believed you. Well, yet here we are. I tell you, only in <laughs> only in twenty twenty can a nigga can a thirty seven year old street nigga who's apparently making a scrapbook <laughs> be mad with me? Like, you gotta remember, man. Memories don't live like people do. Um, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to. I, I wanted. I knew you would enjoy that story, so I, I wanted to share it with you on the air because I was just like, "Wow!" I didn't realize that we still had beef. Like, I really had no idea. <laughs> like, like, I didn't know that you could beef with somebody from that long ago. No, listen. You you get a few. You get a few months. If somebody wronged you, got you locked up, maybe it could spill over for years. But at a certain point. Whenever that point is, the, the point that you arrive at when you've, you've moved on is feeling indifferent, all right? You, you have to align yourself with, with apathy. Yeah, right? and, and I'll, I'll you, give you, you further details when, when we get off the air. Oh, no, no. We can revisit this next week. No, no, we're not, we're uh, not revisiting this on the air. I just wanted to share that uh, with you because, okay. you know, I think... I don't, I don't want to talk about it behind the scenes. <laughs> like, if, it, if it's not juicier than that, if it's juicier than that, you could have said that. On I can't. You say my ex from late high school, college. Well, sh- shit, how many people were you dealing with? Like, you you might as well say hey, motherfucking first hey, and last name. I was outside. Okay. <laughs> oh, we, we've, we've discussed that. Okay. <laughs> Listen, hey, yay. Blink twice. All right. B- blink twice. Blink if what? Me and him got together when I was 31. Uh, okay, okay. So, all right. So, <laughs> look, we go. I'm gonna put a plug in it. Uh, pull the plug right there before anything is said that uh, is gonna affect the quality of tonight. Um, so, believe it or not, you guys have just tuned into another episode of the Pre-Internet Friends podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, like watching Mike Tyson fight Roy Jones or Nate <laughs> Robinson fight a YouTuber. 
uh, but you were here with us and we do appreciate that uh, for additional content i want you guys to check out other episodes of the pre-internet friends podcast you can also find us on instagram under the name the pre-internet friends podcast as well as uh, under our personal names mr j nicholas and nicole shanique that's on instagram twitter and youtube uh, peace and blessings guys Life is short, and so is the pod, although not this particular episode. But <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're out of here. Bye.